This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Scott, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm already <laughs> laugh, laugh, laughing my buns off. Let's get into it. Felicia, the diaper-wearing ferret who was sent into a particle accelerator for science. <laughs> Each word reveals a new, a new puzzle. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good one. I can feel the silly vibes flowing. Yep. Like a ferret in a particle something something <laughs> ariser. So let's get into some sick science on a brand new episode of the Bananas Podcast. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas, sitting across from me somewhere in the world. I don't know where yeah. he is. It's Scotty Landis. We're Zooming, and over there is my main Zoom bro, <laughs> Kurt Prownoller, my favorite comic. We were How just talking doing, about, I, I opened the Zoom by saying, why don't, pe- why don't people say we're Zooming? Like, we're Zooming, yeah. like it's only like 85-year-old ladies who say, we're Zooming. Yeah. But like, didn't Zoom, was it <laughs> Wasn't that what Zoom imagined when they made Zoom? Yeah, they did. They thought it would be way cooler. Yeah. I mean, the fact that w- that all of us, at least in our industry, are still using it very regularly. I'm sure most of the country has and the world has phased Zoom out of yeah. most of their lives, the sort of back to the office mentality. But not an old Holly weird. We still zooming it up. <laughs> We're in Zooms. Uh, that's a, also it's fascinating too that Zoom was like no one had ever heard of it before the pandemic. No, nope. <laughs> that like there'd been like people would say skyping or facetiming or something like that, and then it was just like no, we've all agreed for some reason that this is the one we use. Yeah, and now I love it. Now when people yeah. are like, hey, let's do a chime or let's do a whatever a blue the jeans. other one, I'm like, go eat. Your fuck yeah, yourself. Eat your blue jeans. <laughs> eat your blue jeans. I'm not getting on that. Would I have to download another thing effortlessly? A Google Meet? No, thank you. I would rather. I would rather meet you in person. Yeah, I would rather just meet. We can meet at Pizza Hut. It's a really fun place, and the pizza's okay. We did record an early episode of Bananas at a Shakey's Pizza. True. <laughs> that was. We did. A very weird episode. Is our first episode was at a Shakey's Pizza that we it never was. used. We, we should, should probably, yeah, we should maybe just as pure like we. They should be called like Apology One and Apology yeah. Two, where it's like you don't. If you're a fan of the podcast, you you have the option. Yeah, if you do if you're a long haul trucker, 
you can listen to Kurt and I and Gelson's and Kurt and I and Shakey's Pizza. Gelson's is a supermarket where we've recorded two pilot episodes just to get the the, the feel, feel down. the flow. We should the release format. them as bonus episodes, dude. Yeah, let's see. I don't. Ha- I certainly don't have them. Do you have them? I bet you I do somewhere. We'll find them somewhere. But they, I mean, I remember laughing a lot, but we were like hushed voices. <laughs> you're, you know that you're giving me a thumbs up? Did yeah, you mean to do that? No, it's my thumb on the microphone. Now, Now, because we're Zooming, uh, new Zoom, just thumbs up. See? Hold on. There. Okay. It's going to do it again. If Wait. My th- I'm giving a thumbs up. Hold on. Why are we supposed to do it again? This is quality content. <laughs> That's what we provide on the Bananas Podcast. It's a Strange Shoes Podcast, and we just have a wonderful, wonderful here's what, time together. What, here's what you need to know, folks. Boom. We got many tour dates, but most mm. importantly, first and foremost, our charity 1K downhill mm. race, it unrace, unrace. Splitty in the City mm-hmm. is happening July 29th in Los Angeles. Uh, ends with a live podcast recording of Bananas at the True. Elysian Theater. We're going to be starting at Spoke Cafe in Frogtown, walking along the Los Angeles River, then mm. across and over right into the Elysian, where we'll have mm. a fantastic podcast episode with my wife and your friend, Lauren Cook. Yeah. It'll be pretty fun. It's going to be a Bananas After Splitty, and we're going to get Hammer Town and really live it up and come dressed as a, a banana or a banana-adjacent thing. Kurt and I'll be dressed as bananas. We got bibs coming. We mm-hmm. got great artwork. We're just, it's just going to be a fun day, and 100% of the money raised goes to the LA Food Bank. They're aware of it. They're cheering us on, so come join us in Splitty in the city, too. And, of course, uh, to, uh, a fresh announcement, Atlanta. We're at City Winery, September 24th. All right, so let's do it, Atlanta. We're finally coming. We got Laurel Bristow, old King Gutter Baby herself. The great one. The one that got us all through the great choir is our our wonderful guest. And again, that's going to be another. That's going to feel like a bananas after dark. We're going to go for it. It's a homecoming for me. I lived there for almost 14 months, 20 years ago. So I'm ready (laughs) to get back into my city yeah it's gonna be a homecoming for me i've a i was there for three days once in 2015 <laughs> so i'm pretty excited to feel that way again i'll see you at fellini's i'll see you at la fonda's we're gonna have a great time uh and then of course raleigh uh the night the day before september 23rd 4 30 p.m show we're just doing afternoon shows guys because it's yeah. fun we it's like fun. it more and stick I, around to watch Curdy B do stand up after that show in Raleigh. I'll be there. I'm going to oh, be cheering yeah. him on and eating some cheese sticks. You ready to hear this story, dude? I'm so ready to get into a ferret in a particle something something ariser. It's amazing. This was sent in by Cheyenne on Instagram. Mm. Thank you, Cheyenne. She sends a lot of good stuff. Felicia, the diaper wearing ferret, <laughs> was sent into a particle, particle accelerator for science. This was uh, on, of course, IFL Science. Great website. Uh, it's one of my favorites, honestly. They um, are good. They are really good. Their mm-hmm. their their headlines are better written than most science places. And this is uh, also what a what a funny what a funny niche that we have found. Yeah. The the science website that has to have the word fuck in the in the title of it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's I'm I, on board. I, IFL stands for I fucking love science. So in case mm. you didn't know. And I apologize mm. for all the children out there, but oh, you're gonna who learn cares? the words. Soon they enough. love it too. They know and the words. They're gonna figure it out. Mm. Uh this was written by uh some say the best in the biz, Rachel Ooh. Fennell. Oh, she's good. 
She's there it good. is. Ferret, Rachel Ferret Fennell. In the late 1960s, when Batavia, Illinois' Fermilab was still known as the National Accelerator Laboratory, now the completion of a particle accelerator hung in the balance. Ooh. While the miles-long stainless steel tube was successfully pieced together on schedule and mm. within the $250 million budget, mm. Jesus, in 1960, that's like, I don't know, $10 trillion? It's a lot. Its operators soon ran into trouble. Damn thing wouldn't start. Inside the ring-shaped 200 billion electron volt proton synchrotron particle accelerator. Boy, I'm lost. Was a gap around the size of a tennis ball mm-hmm. from which air was pumped out to ensure the particles being flung through it didn't meet any obstacles. The team were flummoxed as uh, to what the source of the holdup was and being inconveniently human-sized meant they couldn't simply go in and look. Enter Bob. Bob Sheldon, a worker at a laboratory near Oxford, UK, who was famous for his entrepreneurial skills, was hired by a manager at the NAL to be something of a miracle worker. Something went awry or materials were too expensive. It was Bob's job to find the solution. Sure enough, when the team turned to him in their penultimate moment of need, he had an idea. Hailing from Yorkshire, where hunting was commonplace, Bob was familiar with the use of ferrets as a means of flushing out rabbits. I had no idea. Noodling into burrows. A ferret would fit nicely into a tennis ball-sized hole and would have no qualms following a man-made burrow into the unknown. Wow. So, I guess... Bob thought there was a rabbit inside the quantum accelerator. Me too. While the organic solution was considered a green and cheap one, Felicia cost $35, it did okay. pose its own problems. It's all well and good, selling a, sending a ferret to find the source of the blockage, but what's one to do when the same ferret leaves behind a trail of droppings? According to a report on Fermilab's own website, the idea of using a laxative before sending the ferret in was floated. But in the end, they settled on a more domestic solution, diapers. It is, well, it is just a bunch of men who have never changed a diaper that their first, their first move was just to go with laxatives. Mm-hmm. Empty the, fe- the ferret of all biologic material. It is blast off. All dressed up with only one place to go, the ferret named Felicia was a great success. After completing a few trial runs... Spurred on by the promise of snacks, she went on her merry way into the four-mile-long tunnel. That's amazing mm-hmm. that it's four miles long. Yeah, I had no idea. And came out the other end, tired but in good health. Unfortunately, a recon mission failed to turn up any blockages, so it was back to the drawing board, or more specifically, the mathematicians. And uh, after a couple more paragraphs, blah, blah, blah. It was just They wanted a day was- off. They wanted to see what happened. We've all been there. There's some. It's like when you were a kid and there was a snow day, and especially if you're in East Coast, or I guess everywhere, the place where you have snow days, where it's like you go to school and it's supposed to snow, and you're like in third grade and you're looking out the window, being like, "That's a lot of snow." And yeah. the teacher's also like, "I don't want to be here either." And they're like, "They can call it at lunch," and they're like, "You're already here," and like you already, the bus is already parked, but you're just waiting for any excuse to have a great day that's what I they know. did with felicia they were just hoping felicia would give them a day to chill out and they then felicia did felicia delivered not goodbye felicia this is a hello felicia story. okay all topical. right yeah <laughs> topical <laughs> felicia with the good hair we know these references <laughs> this was uh and then it turns out that it was just not balanced properly meaning they had to literally it just wasn't on its axis properly. And then Don't they you it. feel some comfort 
knowing mm-hmm. that wow. there are people that do understand what that thing does. Yes. They were able to imagine it, mm-hmm. build it. And you and I, if, if the world was up to us, if everybody's memories got erased right now and we had to start anew, the things you and I would invent compared to these people are so <laughs> basic. It gives me a sense of calm knowing that I'm so stupid that I do think a lot of the biggest problems in the world will be solved by people who build things like this. But yeah. then I feel like when I hear about a ferret and a diaper going through it, I'm like, I can still be a part of that team. <laughs> <laughs> when, you need the I di- offer. when you need the diaper wear and ferret, call us boys in. We're ready to give a, a few ideas to the world. You need to think outside the box on this one? You can't figure out why your Hyperloop isn't being all hype or whatever? I got an idea. Put. Have you tried putting a box turtle on a skateboard and pushing it around? I Let's just see what happens. Maybe it finds a little dimple. I don't know. It's up a to box us. Box turtle in a, on a skateboard might be the title for this episode. That's fine with me. But yeah, it does give me it. That kind of stuff does make me happier. Like when I'm driving and I see something, then I'm like, "What is that?" Somebody's like, "Oh, that's what Doppler radar looks like." I'm like, "No shit." Well, I don't know how that works, but I'm glad it does because I'm going to tap my phone right now and go like, "Oh, it's 78 degrees in Los Angeles." Well, as you as you're well aware, Scotty, I, I love boat. Instagram. You love follow, boat stuff. I love, I follow just boats on Instagram, just Why different not? pictures and videos of boats. And one of them, Qualified Captain, one of my mm. favorite boat mm. Instagrams. Mm. Scott, you one should the, follow it. Oh, I love A it. lot of them are just videos <laughs> of, hmm. speaking of like radar, there's always like the very top thing on a boat <laughs> is usually a radar. So this yeah. like incredibly expensive thing with all of this technology f- created by human beings. Geniuses. Over, geniuses over decades of research. And mm. it's just some Yahoo just being like, I can make this bridge and just <laughs> knocking it right off. <laughs> <laughs> That's I one of the great it. follows. Qualified Captain is so very good. Because My everyone God. who gets something in that, it's they're, they're like, yeah, but you own a boat, so I don't care. Did you see, because we spoke about a few episodes ago, the orcas uh, with Novena. We talked about the orcas that were attacking yachts. But did you see, we had a few people send us in the group of orcas where one of the orcas started wearing a dead salmon as a hat? Yes, so yes, good. yes. And then yes. all of them started wearing salmon. For one hats. year, all of the all the orcas were killing salmon, putting them on their head as hats. <laughs> <laughs> but when you and I did a pilot way back in the day, we did a story about a chimpanzee uh, in the wild who stuck a long piece of straw in her <laughs> ear, like a long blade of grass. And the next day, three other chimps had done it. And by the end of the week, every f- every female chimp in that group had a straw hanging out and it became fashion and it was like pop and so seeing the salmon on the head of the orcas i'm like i love to know there's more going on in this world than yes. just survival yes me too me the high one. primates love fashion oh man it's so good okie dokie so i'm in clearwater beach florida right now curdy b i'm on Ooh, my way okay. north slowly have, making your way i think i know where yes. clearwater is this near fort lauderdale 
uh, other side. It's golf side. Nowhere near it. So okay. it's near Fort Myers. It's oh, pretty close right. to there. Sounds Very good. Another fort. There's forts everywhere around here because people are hiding. Trust me. And they should be. <laughs> I have this new theory that Florida used to be a uh, fun house with a haunted house trapped in it. And now Florida is a haunted house with a fun house trapped <laughs> inside of it. Where it's like every room that you think is fun is so good. And you're like, oh. It's black lights. It's a, a big black lit frog. And it's a big, oh, look at this iguana on the wall. And then you go into the next room and the, your neighbor tries to kill you with the chainsaw. <laughs> it's like every, it, but it is fun, but it's a fun nightmare. <laughs> so wait, and also I love that you're spending the hot, one of the hottest months of the year mm. in Florida. It must be, I remember being there in May and just being like, what, why isn't this terraformed yet? It's a good. I'm eating grouper sand. I'm mostly grouper sandwich at this point, yeah, and I'm I like very that. tan. You could probably tell a little bit. I'm in a hotel room, but I'm just like uh, I'm working my way out. I'll be gone tomorrow. I'll be back. I'm going to go up to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm going to go to Athens and then Atlanta. Nice. And so yeah, it'll be all good. But anyways, it's been so fun being down here. I bring this up because my story. I had to do a Florida story since I'm here. Of course, and there's this so was many. sent in. Oh, yeah. They're endless. This was sent in by Tanya Torres. Uh, thank you, Tanya Torres. You send a lot of wonderful stories. T.T. Yeah, Tanya T., the place to be. Florida man loses arm to 10-foot alligator while peeing behind a bar. Perfect. 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 This the, was in the story- everywhere. I mean, like when people say, how'd you lose your arm? Be like, alligator. People are like, wow, that's amazing. Are you an alligator hunter? No, I was urinating behind a bar. I was behind Bandito's bar in Port Charlotte. And uh, (laughs) so this was in Orlando Weekly, but it was everywhere. But I picked Orlando Weekly because it was written by an animal lover himself. Colin, best in the biz, Wolf. Colin Wolf wrote this. Port Charlotte, Florida. Florida officials say a man lost his arm to a large alligator behind a bar early Sunday morning. Oh, early Sunday morning. So he started Saturday night and he (laughs) kept going. He kept going. So there's a lock-in situation. Like they're closing the doors. Yes. No one's allowed to use the toilets anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) According to WBBH. Uh, 23-year-old Englewood resident Jordan Rivera wandered out behind Bandito's Bar in Port Charlotte to relieve himself shortly after closing time when he fell into a pond and was immediately attacked by a (gasps) 10-foot alligator. Oh, my God. He lives. That alligator's just waiting. That alligator's waiting by Bandito's. You guys? Yes. Yeah, right? Waiting for he's drunks been waiting by his Bandidos. whole life. His whole he's watched life. so many drunks stumble out. He's like, get in their cars. And he's like, that's not right. If one day they're going to stumble this way and I'm going to eat an arm off. <laughs> so the gator bit through his right arm just above the elbow. Rivera was saved by bystanders who pulled him out and quickly applied a tourniquet to the injury. Look at that. A nuisance alligator trapper. I mean, it makes sense. I get into the how many alligators are in Florida, which is stunning. Uh, a nuisance alligator trapper removed the 10, uh, 10 foot, wow. or 3.2 meter, 10.5 foot, so 10, 10 and a half, half foot. feet. Wow. That's big. Alligator I'm, I'm looking, from I'm the property. I'm literally standing next to a surfboard that's nine and a half feet. And I'm like, yeah. that's an additional foot if yeah. it could do a headstand. This dude is so lucky. Jordan is 
it's that yeah it's that drunk thing where he's probably so drunk that when he got bit his body was so weirdly loose and limber it was like <laughs> <Yeah>. whoa <laughs> uh the man had been a patron at bandito's bar which is located next to a pond another bar patron manny hildago or yeah which is a great name manny hildago is a guy that pulls you out of a pond when you get yes. attacked by an alligator. Also, I'm really hoping that Banditos starts this as they should have like T-shirts. They should have mm. it should be mm. part of their branding. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, Cost like you an have arm have one. You know, have one uh, in Banditos because you you only got one arm or something. You know, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm spitballing here. <laughs> <laughs> Buy five get five free. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Uh, Manny Hildago said he heard a man screaming from the pond area and went outside looking for him in the early morning darkness. Quote, so I ended up walking over to the water hole. I did also water hole. Great name for a pond. The water hole. Also, that uh, that uh, that alligator's like, ooh, do I get another one? <laughs> Manny, come closer, Manny Hildago. So I ended up walking over to the water hole. I didn't realize how big it was at the time. As I was going over there, something happened where I either tripped or the ground below me just went down. Oh, sorry. That's Rivera saying that. So he right, didn't right, know right. what happened to him. He he was going to take a leak and he just misstepped and yeah, boy, yeah. oh, boy, oh, boy. He got so lucky. <laughs> the ground yeah. went away, says the drug man. Yeah, the land turned into water. <laughs> My walking, it got Why very even, wet around me. Why even ask this man? <laughs> <laughs> I was walking and then I was being attacked. <laughs> Suddenly, I was underwater, and then an alligator was attacking me. Why are you asking me this? I'm in pain. Uh, I ended up in the water, and that's literally the last thing I remember in a statement. Officials for Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, the FWC, said that the alligator is 10 feet, 5 inches long. We get it. Uh, According to the FWC, alligator mating season typically typically runs from May to June, depending Mm -hmm. on temperatures. So it is not uncommon to see large gators wandering around in unusual places looking for love. Oh, in a waterhole out back banditos. Mm -hmm. And just for a little fun fact, because this is an educational podcast at the end of the day. At the end of the day, most people that listen to this. Yeah, we are as educational as the learning channel. That's what I always say. That is true. We are yeah. very, our content is very parallel to the learning channel. <laughs> TLC. TLC. <laughs> TLC. You'd learn more listening to the band TLC <laughs> than either us or watching <laughs> the learning channel. There are roughly 1.3 million alligators in the state of Florida, and they can be found in all 67 counties wow. of this fun house trapped inside of a haunted house. So, when I was driving out here on this little this little road trip, this little drive about, I had this great moment. Uh, our good friend Edmund Hawkins called and goes, "So, like, is anything fun happening? Are you seeing anything cool?" I was like, "Well, I was just in Las Cruces, New Mexico, which is a fun, cool little town, and I stopped at a gas station to fill up, and also had to pee. And I went in, and you get really good when you road trip. There are places like Loves mm-hmm. or uh, Pilot." That have he or Bucky's. I mean, Bucky's is 100 gas pumps and T&A. it's like a mall. Yeah. You get really good. And so you go to these places that have clean bathrooms and some of their billboards are like cleanest bathrooms on I 10. And you're like, guess what? I'm going to, I'm going to test this theory. I'm going to shit I on the not. floor. <laughs> <laughs> See how long it takes you to clean it up. 
Yeah, I want to see if Bucky himself comes in here and Swiffer wets that sucker. Oh, jeez, not again. <laughs> Bucky, clean it. Clean it, Bucky. You can't be mad. I'm allowed to do it. It's a free country last time I checked. <laughs> yeah, sure, it's a free country, but I just wish you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, Bucky. So I stopped at, not one of those places, I stopped at this crappy little place, and I go into the men's room, and as soon as I go to pee, there's only one urinal, and in the urinal is a Shrek head. A head of Shrek, the oh, animated I thought someone character. who was like a fan of Shrek was in there. No. Just uh, a cream. small doll head of Shrek in the urinal. Oh, wow. Just so, so, Oh, so thrown into the urinal or just yes. like resting on top, thrown Probably in. Probably a child okay. thought it'd be funny or maybe the older brother of a child oh. thought it'd be funny. All those children uncle. walking around with Shrek action figures. Heads, yeah. Eight years late. <laughs> 18 years after the fact. <laughs> So I I pee and I think this is so funny. This gives you something to aim at. This yeah. gives you and I was like, Kurt and I should start putting little bananas in urinals all around oh. the country for men to and then I was like, you know what, that's trash. So maybe I should use banana runts that they can just pee until they disappear. And mm-hmm. so I'm going down this whole thing and then I'm like, you know, stop. And then I go wash my hands. But I'm still thinking about how funny it is to like have a target yeah. that you place. In a urinal, and this big guy comes in. I mean, this big white dude. He's probably like mid fifties, like six four, but just got that gut. Like that guy that's like, oh, yeah. you're drinking fourteen beers a day, yeah. and you've never worn suntan lotion in your entire life. And so I'm like, all right, time to leave. And as I'm like drying my hands, he walks over to that same urinal, and he just goes, oh, Shrek. <laughs> like he was so bummed ah, that, that he, he had, had to, to piss, piss on, on Shrek's face. Like like his buddy just fell into an alligator <laughs> pond. Oh, Shrek. Man, I guess I got to do it. Yeah, so I just like left to this guy having a completely different thing. Like I'm like, is he going to fish Shrek out of this swamp? Oh, I love that, that that guy just loves Shrek so much. And said it out loud, like wanted me to know mm. that he wasn't okay with peeing yeah. on Shrek's head in Las Cruces, New Mexico. <laughs> or, oh, or he was like doing Shrek. a real show of it, do you know what I mean, for you until mm-hmm. you left. And then he's like, take it, Shrek, take it, take it. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey. <laughs> um, all right, you ready for this one? Tease us into a hot, hot, hot commercial break. Okay, the truth Find mm. the viral video of stranger breaking through a w- bathroom wall. Oh, look at that connective tissue. It's look crazy. at us segueing from one to the next. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. Bananas. Bananas. Hey folks, we are back. Scotty, got any shout outs? I got so many shout outs. We have now crossed into uh, Insano land. And again, no <laughs> birthdays, no anniversaries, and if and just something interesting. I mean, you could shout yourself out if you're having a horrible day or something, but like just give me one fact about your life so that we can riff on it on the old pod. Yes. Here's one uh, that's very lovely, but this is a good example of give us a little more. Yeah. My name is Drew, and I came back at, uh, to an abandoned Instagram account just to shout out my wonderful wife, Courtney. Not only is she 
the person who got me into listening to Bananas. She's a wonderful wife and mother. So, Courtney, shout out. You sound great. But, Drew, just oh. give us a little fact. Give us something fun about Courtney. Does does she collect leaves? Because if one. she does, yeah. I got a great example. Here give it is. One. Hey, Banana Boom. Boys. My name mm. is Diogo. I'm a banana animal from Azores, Portugal. And I Azores. just found out... I'm going to be, it's called Azores. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're the Azores. <laughs> and I just found out I'm going to be a father. So I would like to shout out my beautiful wife and best friend, Raquel, for making me the happiest man. Mm. I Diogo, saw that message we too. We got you. Happy shout out. He says he gets super stressed out at work and he listens to bananas to chill out in the Azores or the Azores or whatever we're calling them now. It doesn't matter. Um, it's the Azores. Andrew Tucker wants to shout out his girlfriend, Emma. She is killing it as a radiographer at the biggest hospital in Queensland, Australia. Nice. See, that's interesting because I don't know what a radiographer is. I guess x-rays? Um, yeah, I think so. And Either biggest hospital in Queensland, Australia? She just twiddles knobs on radios. That's mm, it. It's either one cool. or the other. There's nothing <laughs> in between. <laughs> she fixes radios. Yeah. Ham radios. Anyways, Emma, keep killing it. We're proud of you. Um... I got two for you, too, Kurt. Two people oh, shouting oh, you out. Yeah. But first, Caroline Pickett. Caroline Pickett. It's a great name. Uh, wants to shout herself out for passing the EDTPA, which is the teacher's test in Oregon that allows you to get licensed as a real teacher. And she passed. And Congratulations. she's so happy. Caroline's Miss Pickett is a great name for an elementary school teacher. Hell yeah. I don't think I ever talked about... I knew a woman named Tammy. Tammy. In, Purvis, Mississippi, near wow. Hattiesburg, are, Mississippi, who was a first grade kindergarten teacher. And every year she would try to pass the third grade or fourth grade teaching class where you get more money. And every year she would fail. And so she just got stuck teaching first grade because <laughs> she couldn't fail that test or pass that test. And I think that's very interesting and also good for those first graders. You have a teacher that's right where she belongs. Um, <laughs> these two are for you, Curdy B. Yes. Kristen, not y'all, but our Kristen of animal, wants to shout out Kurt for being so good at math. Kurt does math so fast on the podcast, it helps listeners interpret crazy stories. Kristen is impressed by you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Uh, I really appreciate that. And to our math head bananimals who know that every math thing Kurt and I've ever done is completely incorrectly wrong. Incorrect, wrong. <laughs> Shut it's, your trap. <laughs> it's right only in, in the most general sense of not, not terribly wrong. But, but it's it, uh, pretty wrong. It's a kind thought, but yes, uh, <laughs> for the math had been animals that are like, actually, you guys have never even been <laughs> right even once. You know, just put on a diaper and go crawl inside something. Uh, and then this is another Curdy B shout out. Libby Waterbury or Waterbury wants to shout out Kurt for our previous episode of Bananas with Jenny Zagrino. Great guest. We love that, Jenny Z. Specifically, how Kurt admitted how broken your brain was right after Olive was born and the levels of terror and adrenaline and sleep deprivation you and Lauren were going through. Mm -hmm. uh, Libby says, quote, As a woman who felt like an absolute lunatic after my first child was born, I cannot stress how weirdly and wonderfully affirming it is to hear a co-parent, especially a man, Tell stories like the one you told about going back to the maternity ward to get a swaddle. Honestly, you could make a whole comedy special about that bit. So Libby's <laughs> shouting Curdy B out, and so am I. 
Thank you, Olivia. That's very really nice. That's very, very nice. nice. That's very kind. Thank you, guys. And I want to give a one little shout out because we had a banana animal who knows that I love great names. Yes. And she's, she said, hey, Scotty, I just got married to a, a guy, a man, whose last name is Dam, D-A-M-M. Okay. Who, which makes her name Powell Brammer Dam. Her Powell name is- Brammer Dam? <laughs> Pal Bramberdam. And I read that on the DMs on the Banana Podcast. Uh, And Pal Bramberdam, one of the greatest names I've ever heard in my entire life. That's absolutely perfect. So shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Dam, especially Pal Bramberdam. Oh, Pal Bramberdam's going in a script. Uh, This this story was sent in by uh, Breck on Instagram. Thank you, Breck. Thank you, Breck. Uh, this is from uh, NBC6 South Florida. Mm, uh, I've been there. I am yeah, there. You are there. Yeah. Uh, and this is the truth behind viral video of stranger bake breaking through wall of Brickell bathroom. Brickell's a okay, place in got Florida. It, got it, got it, This was written by Ryan Nelson, who's often known as the best in the beast. He's the best in the beast, perhaps. A bewildering bathroom break-in. Wednesday morning left residents of a Brickell apartment building in shock. Anthony Valdez, a renter in the building, was startled when he heard strange noises coming from the bathroom. Quote, we heard some noises coming through the bathroom, Valdez said. The incident was captured on video and has since gone viral on Only Indade. Initially, Valdez thought the noise was the work of a rat or a prankster. Classic. Quote, my roommate thought I was making a prank on him. Classic mm. making a prank. I so love he's... making pranks on my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot was... wait to be back in L.A. to make some pranks on you, bud. <laughs> oh, well, you, oh, you got a lot in store for you because I've been making pranks the whole time you've been gone. <laughs> Don't you make pranks against me. <laughs> <laughs> so he started laughing, and then he started recording because he thought it was a prank, Valdez explained. However... The situation Mm -hmm. took a stranger turn when Valdez spotted a person's fingers desperately digging through the wall, claiming they had been kidnapped and needed help. The video, Scotty, is insane. It's literally just imagine your normal bathroom, but through the drywall, like three fingers are like scratching through and poking out of the wall. It is, it's Looney Tunes. Yeah, that sounds so scary. So they call the police. It's so scary. It's the Mm. bathroom. Your butt is exposed. Yeah, you don't want three fingers just coming at you. No, you are butt. You are pantsless and three fingers. I need a place to stay. I'm not making a (laughs) prank right now. I'm trying to dig through. Great butthole, too. Uh, frightened, obviously, Valdez and his roommate decided not to engage with the person and said, waited for the police to arrive. Miami police arrived at the Southwest 10th Street and 3rd Avenue apartment building, Mm -hmm. initially treating the situation as a potential case of kidnapping. However, upon further investigation, officers discovered that the individual was under the influence of drugs. Oh, man. So blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Vega explained that the individual admitted to concocting a false story uh, about kidnapping after using a mix of drugs that caused hallucinations. Also, when you're stuck in a wall, first off, so many questions. Yes. Second, why is it that you would say you're kidnapped? (laughs) Did the wall kidnap you? Is that because that's my question? Do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) do you know what a child is? First question Do you know what a kid is? I've been kidnapped. 
I've been man. I've been man napped by this wall. <laughs> How do you get inside of a wall? How like do you get we've inside? done a few stories about these in the past, and mm-hmm. there was always sort of an explanation. But right. This feels. Like, usually it's somebody up in the ceiling, and then they kind of try to get down or whatever. But still, that's even weird. But this dude, how do you get inside of a wall? Yeah. And officers interviewed other residents of the building, discovered that the individual was a guest at an illegal vacation rental. So Mm. I do not know if that means that it was just an apartment that wasn't supposed to be rented out for, like, Airbnb or something, or if it was, like, legitimately, like, a... A, an empty space in between walls sure. that someone was like renting out on Airbnb, both of which would not surprise me. Yeah, that's so interesting. And also, doesn't it make you realize? I'm assuming they recorded this on their smartphone or their yeah. iPhone or whatever. But just how many times shit like this has exactly. happened since the history of mankind? Right. But yeah. it was never documented. And now we all hold these high definition cameras where now we get to see all of these things that. This, if this had happened a mere 25 years ago, people had been like, what happened? That hole right there? I don't believe you. And they're like, no, a guy, a guy was saying he got kidnapped. He's in between the walls. It's almost now, it's taken some of the magic out of it. You know, it's taken some of the poetry out of life where you just had to believe people. Yeah. And now you're like, well, let me see. Let's see. Let me see it. Picks. Picks or it didn't happen. Man, that is such a vulnerable place when i was an ra my sophomore year at umass amherst um i was in my dorm i was on duty so if you were on call for certain nights you either had to sit in like the the lobby area or like the office so if somebody locked themselves out you would unlock them and then every couple hours you and another ra would do rounds and just try to stop people from drinking or doing yeah. whatever, or stealing lounge furniture i never wrote a single person up I, it was very fun but then there was this other position where you didn't have to go and physically let people in, but you had to turn your room's landline on so that if somebody locked themselves out after 2 a.m., they could call you, and then you'd have to go meet them, and then you'd have to go get the key and let them in. And it sucked. And it did happen to me a few times because UMass is a party school, yeah, and people lose their key cards like like they leave them at bars. Like Everybody leaves credit cards at a bar. You're drunk. You're drinking jello shots. You're going to lose it. So I was up one night, and I just let somebody in. And I had this feeling in New York City, too. I've always wanted to look out my window in a tower, like at a hotel across the way or a condo or apartment across the way, and see another couple having sex. I always thought, hey, (laughs) like, did you ever see that in New York? Sex? No. 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 There would be a naked person every once in a while, but it would be brief. Never yes. sex, no. Yeah, there was always there was like an episode of Friends about it. Like it, I always was like this. You're looking at so many windows. Certainly, you're going to see some some people that are like exhibitionists and they like yeah. to put on a show. So I, I get back and now I'm wired because I had to wake up. My phone rang. I let this person in. I, I lock up. I go back to my room, and there's a party in a dorm room across the way. John Adams, the other dorm, and this couple is is going through the motions of here we go. At the same time, to my lower right, I see a man punching his way through the screen window of our first floor dorm room in my building. No. So I, I'm looking at, I'm like, here it is. This is the dream the realized. <laughs> and here he is. A guy that seems drunk, doesn't seem too violent, but he's definitely punching through. And so I'm going back and forth. So I call campus police. I'm like, hey, I'm in Patterson uh, on the first floor where the parking area is. There is a guy. 
kicking and punching his way through the window. And so they send cops over. And then I kind of look back up and the couple sees me looking at him and wave and pull down the blinds. Like they <laughs> shut me out of the experience. Now, I, this was a, before the cop came, but they just saw me on the phone, like talking animated and looking. And then I like look back and they're like, bye, sorry. And I was like, God damn, this guy. <laughs> I hate criminals. That's why I'm such a justice nut now. I'm such a justice nut now, Kurt. <laughs> well, this is a classic rear window scenario. That's what it the was. original script of with Jimmy Stewart in Real Window. He, he's about to see somebody bone. And then he was like, oh, no, a, a crime instead that I need to avert my, my binoculars. Oh, and then so the cop did call me back. And he was like, uh, my number was 6143. And he called me and said, like, hey, yeah, that guy's girlfriend stays there. That's her dorm room. She got passed out drunk and locked him out. So we gave him a fine, but like he like a $15 fine or whatever. But it wasn't a crime. But you did the right thing. And I was like, great. Now I'm just up. Like uh, two yeah. calls. I'm talking to the cops at 4 a.m. at UMass. Like <laughs> I'm just going to go get some baked scrot and an egg sandwich after this. Where are you getting Keep baked dokey. scrot at 4 a.m.? Oh, UMass Amherst Dining Hall used to be so <laughs> bad, and now apparently it's like number one in the nation. What baked scrot? They literally had baked scrot. Scrot. They had mm. scrot. Give it to uh, me, Scott. Give me another one. I can't one. wait. This is from Olivia Koscheck or maybe Kosick. I'm going to go Kosick. Okay. Okay. Cool name. Very cool. This is in the local news section of CBSNewYork.com. And this one, you're going to have a strong take on this, Kurt. I All already right. know. I'm ready. After a lengthy debate, mm-hmm. the New York State Senate okays yogurt as the official state snack. What? What? What is this? This seems like some dairy propaganda. Like what? Who is in New York City? How long did you live in New York City? I lived in New York City for 14 years. I could understand How if they made How many times f- did you eat yogurt in New York City? Absolutely zero <laughs> times. <laughs> I don't think I had yogurt until I moved to California. California. Yes. I can understand if you make uh, California state snack yogurt, definitely. Way more sense. Way more sense. New York City, the the place where they don't have air conditioning in the subway system. A nice a nice yogurt pack. Mm. A Yo-Play. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Sit down I. next to a, a bag of trash on the street, Ooh. stinking, and Ooh. have a hot. A hot mm. cup of yogurt. Get that, that get that bacteria, the good kind, working for you. Get <laughs> it in there. When Kurt and I were were new buddies or emerging friends, one weird summer we went through an era where we would I would go watch Kurt perform or Kurt and Kristen perform, and then we would walk down to the the F train and usually on Twenty Third Street, and there was a bodega on the corner there. And for some reason that summer, our thing after hitting the bars was to drink a Clamato mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. The whole, it was a Budweiser product that had Clamato in it, which is yeah. tomato clam juice. Yep. And for one summer, we <laughs> would drink those in brown bags on the ride back to Brooklyn. And I, I don't think I've had one since, but that is <laughs> more. I went, through, you know, I went through a lot of weird 
like drink choices on my way home. Tequiza was a big one. Do you remember love tequiza? tequiza? I, I, I would drink it tequiza. right now. I would drink tequiza right now. For those who don't remember, it was a just a, a regular beer, just mm-hmm. with a little bit of fake lime juice in it. And tequila flavor. It tasted and like tequila. A uh, maybe yeah. a little bit of tequila, yeah. yeah, but not tequila. But yeah, it would be just... like salt the rim. Put a lime in it like a Corona, but this is a tequiza. <laughs> if tequiza comes back, we have to get them as a sponsor and just go ballistic for it. I would love it. I, that, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. But I was thinking, too, like I lived in New York for nine years, nine and a half years. I think I ate yogurt, as what they're talking about, like three times, like... And there was a pink Never. berry and there was a red something. I don't remember what it was, but red was like pink berry ripoff. And there'd be like a line down the street and I finally tried it. And I'm like, okay, this is definitely okay. So we're talking frozen yogurt? Are we talking a little little. I little think they're going cup? all yogurt. Anyways, I'll get into it because it's kind of funny. The writer of this article, who is CBS local news staff, yeah. they didn't want any part of this, understandably. <laughs> Here we go. New York. The New York State Senate found itself locked in a feisty debate Tuesday evening over yogurt. This is what New York State Senate's doing. Yeah, they're great. Uh, the WCBS 8800's Alex Silverman, oh, as WCBS 8800's Alex Silverman, best in the business, reported, lawmakers spent an hour debating whether to approve legislation designating yogurt as the official state snack of New York, which so was approved insane. with a 52 to 8 vote. A 52 to 8? What is what are what are the benefits bestowed upon yogurt by being the official state snack? What is there some are, is it served more in public school or something? Uh, like Right. Is it part of the parade? Do they have a yogurt maiden and a yogurt <laughs> man that just squirt gogurt at people? Here, as they're here comes Yeasty, the, the yogurt culture. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Bob, it's Yeasty. Go out oh, He there. looks upsetting. He looks very upsetting. How do you climb up on Yeasty's shoulders for a photo? <laughs> He smells <laughs> like rotten milk in the sun. That's maybe the name. Yeah, Yeasty. Ye- yeasty, oh, the man. culture <laughs> culture mascot. Hi, I'm Yeasty. Uh, my fruit's in the bottom. Yes, we know Yeasty. We get it, Yeasty. We get That's it, Yeasty. Good butt joke. Oh, man. Anyways, 52 to, 52 to 8. And God bless these eight people for having... Any understanding of New York as a state and how the rest of the country sees them. The like the snack of New York City is flame and hot Cheetos. Everybody knows that. Yes, everybody knows that. You don't have to be a, a Alfred Einstein to understand <laughs> that one. <laughs> Alfred like, Einstein. You, you don't have to, but like but animals around the world. We have been animals in Iran and Pakistan. We have been animals in everywhere, Polynesia. None of them think of New York and New York City and go, yogurt. yogurt. No. <laughs> Nobody. You think pizza? You think bagel? You think hot dog? Mm-hmm. You think pretzel? Hot pretzel? I don't Maybe. even know. Pizza. You think pizza? Possibly. Ch- cheesecake? Maybe? I don't even know. All right. Senator Gustavo Rivera from the Bronx first wanted to make sure the bill's author, Senator Michael Rasenhofer from Williamsville, Republican, had thought the proposal through. Yeah. 
Did the sponsor consider raisins as a potential official what? snack? Riviera said on the Senate floor, perhaps pretzels. What if the pretzel was dipped in yogurt? What about cheesecake? Is, wait, now we're including losers. cheesecake as a snack? I know. Who's snacking on cheesecake? I feel like we all know what a snack is, and no one would say cheesecake. <laughs> Like, I don't think we know the definition of a snack, but we know when something's not a snack. Sometimes when I'm hosting a Super Bowl party, right before kickoff, <laughs> I just walk around with an individual cheesecake for each of my guests. You know, traditional American food. I got Chex Mix. I got Doritos. I got a bowl of cheesecake. <laughs> Man, maybe I'll do that next year. Yeah. <clears throat> Senator Liz Kruger, who's a Democrat from Manhattan, said she considered those who might be offended by naming yogurt as a state snack, namely the lactose intolerant. They're huge voting. Huge voting group. Yep, that's what we're worried about. Not about Uh, the truth. Not just, yes, exactly. Not to, it's pizza. When people think New York, they think pizza, maybe bagels. Uh, a brief discussion about soy yogurt then ensued. This is Who crazy. are these people? How What's do they happening? represent us? Kruger said that the last uh, might offend the taste buds of fourth graders. So now we've just gone completely off the rails. That soy They're having yogurt, fun. Are they just now, having fun, right? I certainly hope so. Oh, or not. There's probably well, very important serious, legislation. How about we get people who have a marijuana marijuana charge out of prison? Let's start yeah. there before we debate whether soy yogurt <laughs> should be the state's next. Senator John <laughs> Bonasek, who's a Republican from Middletown, tried to clarify the proposal. No one is compelled to eat particular kinds of yogurt, he explained. Doesn't That's, make any sense. What? That's not true. I, I mean, I eat yogurt now because I'm a middle-aged man. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I specifically choose a specific type of yogurt. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. That fage or fage or whatever. That, that is what I do. Good. I do fage, 0% fat. It's real good. It's real good. I put it in smoothies. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Back I when we were kids, healthy. it's amazing. Like you, you know, you had a you had a you had basically a single mom at home and like mm-hmm. my mom was a teacher so sometimes didn't work summers. So I watched a lot of Young and the Restless and General Hospital and these mm-hmm. sort of and Donahue and Oprah. Dannon and Yoplait. Always. Every commercial yes. break was Dannon or Yoplait. Every time. It, it was, really was. They couldn't get enough of Dannon and Yoplait. And they lo- they're like the Skype to Zoom. Now it's Fage coming in hot. Yeah. According to the bill, yogurt, or quote, yogurt is a healthy food <laughs> that tastes great and is a good source of protein, calcium, vitamin B2, vitamin B12, potassium, and magnesium, all nutrients that are an important part of a good diet. Yogurt is also an important economic driver across the state. In fact, there it is. Follow is the money. That's Follow right. the money, Scotty. Big Gert. This is Big Gert. This is Big Gert. Swinging, swinging yeah. their blueberries around. Uh, in <laughs> fact, New York is now the number one processor of yogurt there in it the is. country. There it's a learning it podcast. Is. We learn TLC. Man, that made me, I was like, you got to be kidding me yogurt (laughs) 
you and I never we drank twenty five clamatos one summer on the F train at three a.m. Not once did we <laughs> stop to think to get a yogurt. Okay, Katie, I want to name this episode TLC presents <laughs> Yeasty the Yogurt Mascot. Okay, <laughs> that is the official final name. If any bananas joining us for Splitting in the City or any live show for the rest of Bananas Future, if you come dressed as Yeasty, we will take as many photos yes. with you as you want. And the thing is, the best part right now is that ye- we don't know what Yeasty looks like. Don't yet. know. You could make us understand Yeasty. Okay. <laughs> show us what Yeasty is all about. <laughs> oh Jesus. What a Man, night. this was a fun. This was a good podcast. This was an enjoyable podcast, guys. Uh, we're the solo epis are the the duets as some of the mm-hmm. banana says. They're just we're just we haven't talked to each other in a week. Yeah. This is when we talk. I know. This is when we talk, which is pretty great. Even though I'm going to be back in Los Angeles soon, and we should be picketing nonstop for the WGA as soon ready as to I'm go. back. It's so ready. And then we'll go get a martini at Smokehouse. It'll be real Sweet. nice. I love it. Oh, man. Yeah, these are fun. These are so damn fun. If you have your stories, if you want information about our live shows, go to our Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you don't have an Instagram, create a fake one. I think they're called Finstas or something. Yeah. I you know the what I think bananas it's time? podcast. You know what I think it's time for, Scotty? What's that? I think it's time we had a po- we had a website. Let's do it. Let's get a website. I want to see I for all our information. Things. Yeah, for all the information. I yeah, gotta, we have to think of something funny. Yeah. Okay, so, we'll have a website. Who maybe Somebody Maybe. make us a website. That's what we should do. <laughs> I bet we have to clear that. We're going to have to clear that with the benevolent overlords, but we, we definitely need a website to send people who hate Instagram. social media to. Yeah, which yeah. is understandable. Um, well, thank you so much, folks. Thank you to everybody at Exactly Right. Thank you to yep. Katie Levine, our producer. Thank to Lisa mm-hmm. Maggot, our real human intern. Full thank human. You to you, Scotty. Thank you to you, Curdy B. Can't wait to see you doing stand-up all around the country. Come join us, Bananimals. We'd love to meet you in person. Atlanta, Raleigh, and of course, Los Angeles. Bananas! Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.